you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. For the last time this year, we're going to tell you about how the fantasy football season is not over. Last week to go play some FanDuel. Don't wait till next year. Go to FanDuel.com for some real cash. I had a newborn son this week. That wasn't as exciting as it would be to play FanDuel like Joey Watts, who won over $700,000. Okay, Joey didn't make that much. Chris Prince did, but we like Joey Watts better. Chris Prince won seven hundred k playing FanDuel. Go click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner. Use our code AROUND. It's a new user special. If you sign up, you get some free cash. Use the code AROUND. Again, that's the microphone in the upper right-hand corner. Don't miss out on all the fantasy football you can handle. FanDuel.com. It gets it done. It's got it done as a sponsor. It's your last shot. Be immortal like Joey Watts. The Around the NFL podcast. Made a football move. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled, filled to the brim with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys? Hey, Dan. And what's up, Dad? <laughs> Papa. Greg Rosenthal, Dad. Congratulate. And by the way, before I said I said congratulations to you yesterday. I didn't say it to your wife. Congratulations to her especially. I thought that when I got off the phone that I gave no credit to my wife, Emika, who was awesome. Guys are the worst. Guys are the worst. And I think I was actually nervous. I was so happy. Uh, You know, it was like Mm. the afterglow of bringing Walker home. I I didn't thank the right people. So, of course, she she was the star. Yes. How does it feel? It's awesome. I mean, uh, you forget... You forget how happy. I mean, it's like everything's great this week. You know, you just forget it's a little little happy pill bringing him home. Wes, did you happen to check the podcast yesterday? I did. Did you hear about the cyborg warrior that we're building in your <laughs> in your uh, body, using your body as uh, the, the husk to build this machine if you don't procreate? I was asked the same question by one of our big fans, Neil Dutton, on mm. Twitter. How do I feel about this idea you have? Mm-hmm. Podcast might be passe in twenty or thirty years. <laughs> Not ours. And show. I might be in the mountains writing fiction or something. <laughs> That's true. I like that thought. I like you being in the mountains, big old beard, writing something really dark and interesting. Not dark. See it. Not dark. Oh, okay. I like that. All right. So, and Mark, how are you? You haven't said anything yet. <laughs> I just want to know what the difference is for you, Greg, in being the boss and being a dad. Hmm. Well, I'm much nicer to my children. I hope. You know what I mean? I, you know, I like hold them in my arms. I never do that with you guys. Mm. Tell them I love them. I've always wanted that. Do you think you could? We always. No, I don't think I could. Well, yeah, we're a small family too, so that's you know, I like keeping it that way. So it's great to have Greg here, <laughs> even if it's only for a day. I don't know how often you're going to be around the next few days, but we have you today, and that's exciting because this is a deeply important show. This is championship uh, preview podcast, the Around the NFL championship preview podcast and and listen we got two games to get to and that's fun because you know usually we're going through 16 games 14 games then it starts to get chopped down through the playoffs but now there's just two so i mean we're gonna dig in 
it's gonna a ferocious amount of uh, analysis. I have my stat guide here, and, and I mean, Wes, I've been digging through this all week. There's a lot of heat in my research guide, so I got that ready. Get ready, Wes. When Mark? you say mine, that you just took that off someone's desk downstairs. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. Okay. Nobody has to know that. Mark's though. got a lot of printouts. I'm impressed with that. Got some printouts. Look at that. I like that. So we're. I'm woefully we're unprepared prepared. compared to a normal show. You got some spreadsheets laid out on your bed sheets. That's uh, that's understandable, Greg. Though I Thank mean, you. your papa times two. But we have a little bit of news we wanted to get to before. Uh, we got to the previews. TD, how are you, buddy? What's going on, guys? How you guys doing? Good. The in- independent investigation into Tuesday's podcast malfunction still ongoing. <laughs> Ted Wells, NFL Gumshoe, Robert Mueller. They have not gotten back to us yet, but I promise you, you'll be the first one to know. You Thank d- you, guys. You yeah. guys didn't I'm bring this up. My name cleared. <laughs> you didn't bring this up on Wednesday, but that was 25 of our best minutes of the year. That was a great 25 mm. minutes that were lost into the ether. It was a good show yesterday, but it was, it, it held in comparison to what the original 25 minutes was. Well, you know? we, that's that's the other thing that hurts, and that's why the in, in investigation was launched. Yeah. Let's face it. I so. do I do have to listen to this show from yesterday. I have not yet because I got a lot of tweets about TD's analysis. That TD is now really stepping up his analysis. But, you know, I, I was, was more impressed with Z Drizzle in the background. Yeah, I mean, he had a hype time, man. Next time I might <laughs> might do it over a beat. You know, it <laughs> did seem like a tribute to Stuart Scott. <laughs> TD it would it kill Scott. you to congratulate Greg for having a child? <laughs> wow, that's not fair. Bunsen burner blowtorch. I played the celebration. Drop a couple of times when we announced it. I was really happy for Greg. I told him congratulations on the phone personally. It's okay? a big human moment in for the boss. True. I do have a question for you, though. Although, you can really thank me by getting a new celebration drop. Oh. I feel like we've got enough of that one. Huh. I'm just it's saying. A classic celebration Cool drop. in the game. We can have some more happy time. It's time. I do have a question for you, though. I assume the first time you have a kid, it's a new feeling. What about the second time? Do you feel like your life has changed anymore? Or you feel like, oh, I'm a vet. I got this. You know? TD in damage control mode right now. <laughs> uh, you're, more, you're more confident, but no, I would say it's like the same feeling, basically. Yeah. I would awesome. say it's the same. All right. With that uh, out of the way, TD, some news. Playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? All right, this is just one news bit, but it's important enough that we wanted to get to it. Jim Harbaugh leaves the Niners. They mutually part ways. He ends up in Michigan. Uh, Good luck to you there, Jim, back in college. And now the Niners have found their man. They found him on their own staff after an extended search. Jim Tomsula, the defensive line coach, promoted to head coach in a move that surprised a lot of people. Uh, It sounds like the only... Uh, they're clearing out the entire staff, basically, with the exception of, of one man. And Tom Sula is now the guy. And I will say, Handsome Hank uh, knew Tom Sula from the days in the NFL Europe League, speaks highly of him. We w- watched some videos where he seems like a very rah-rah, fun guy. He has a press conference coming up later. However, guys, this maybe is not the sexy hire, uh, Mark, after you just had Jim Harbaugh, one of the highest-profiled coaches in the league. You know, this reminds me, everyone has the friend that you kind of knew as they were entering adulthood, and at one point, they were dating an absolute scorcher, and they, they were on top <laughs> of the world, right? And they were going for it. But then they, something goes wrong, they get bounced, and they immediately go to the safest, opposite mm. version of that woman. I'm just going to huddle in with a very safe person. Ooh. I, extending this analogy further, all right, Jim Harbaugh, hot is what you're saying. Hot. Uh, but a little crazy. A little crazy, Didn't but work he's going to take you You places. go check out that Saved by the Bell episode that Harbaugh was in. He was a good-looking, good younger guy. Tom Sula is the friend. <laughs> 
that the female friend that you were always close to, but you never looked at her that way. But then in this time of upheaval, you were like, wow, this is comforting. I like this. Let's do this. <laughs> Excellent job extending that analogy because that friend was around first. When Singletary yeah, was dismissed, true. Tom Sula was the interim coach for a game. And if that little friend wasn't good enough at the time, why is he, she good enough now? Well, because he has four – to give the 49ers side, you could say he has four or five more years of experience and especially knows these players and knows these staff compared to before. Also, he's one of the most successful head coaches in NFL history. I mean, he's, un- he's undefeated, and they won 38-7. to <laughs> seven. And I don't know if you watched his press conferences back then. Even for that one week, I used to, especially at my old job, I used to really rate head coaches based on how entertaining I found their press conferences because I tended to watch most of them. And he's, he's going to be a delight. He's going to give us a lot to talk Henry about. Henry promised me downstairs this morning that his introductory press conference, which is happening in a couple hours uh, we're taping this on Thursday, is going to have a Rex Ryan level of pop to it, that this guy is the type of guy that knows how to talk, knows how to turn a phrase, and he's going to be a fun guy. He, he is number two in my all-time interim head coach's uh, press conference standings. Number one, Joe Vitt by a long shot. Joe, Wise, Vitt. Joe, Vitt. Oh, oh, Joe Vitt was a legend. Just listening to that guy talk. Tony Sperano is number six. That is the closet what? Saints fan, <laughs> Craig, <laughs> the, creeping Barry out. DeBalls, this Barry DePaz. Tom Sula thing has the feel of the Changeli Cowboys head coach mm. years to me. Look at the brain drain leaving San Francisco. Jim Harbaugh, one of the best coaches of the last half decade. Greg Roman, who two years ago was the it boy in the NFL, considered brilliant on offense. Vic Fangio, people thought, could have been defensive coordinator of the year this year, all leaving San Francisco. This Mm. is going to be hard for Tom Sula to to keep this team afloat. I love in San Francisco when the line isn't playing the way it was two years ago. Everyone attached to that offense suddenly isn't creative, isn't innovative, doesn't know how to develop a quarterback or run a scheme. Are you kidding me? Like Greg Roman, Mm. you're exactly right. We talked about him in glowing terms because he deserved it. Tom Sula has going to have trouble hiring a staff anywhere close to this. Well, I like it in the sense that it's York and Trent Balky putting everything on the table, putting putting themselves out there, saying, we told you that we didn't really think Harbaugh was the reason that we were so good all these years when we got rid of him. Now we're going to go to the point where we'll let the coaching staff leave. We're just going to pick the guy that's more comfortable to us because our players are so good, and and it's Balky and it's York really putting themselves out there. So as a fan that really doesn't care if they're good or bad, I like that because it's a good story. And if it goes if it goes poorly, it is all on them. They're they're saying it is, it is all on us. It is our players. We are so good at running an organization that we're just going to bring this guy in, and the system is. But wouldn't, if they really felt that way, wouldn't they have instantly promoted him instead of waited a couple of weeks, interview people, and then come to that conclusion? You get the sense that they wanted Adam Gase and that maybe when hmm. they got to Adam Gase, last year Adam Gase did not want to be a head coach. We heard that over and over. That maybe that they, some hint of that leaked out again. They did, is he ready to be a head coach? Tom Sula was the safe pick. See, I thought all along they wanted Tom Sula and they were only bringing in guys like Shanahan, McDaniels, and Gase to pick their brains on how to fix Colin Kaepernick and then to use that information with the new staff. Or to make it look like that they're looking at everyone when they really know it's going to take a lot for someone to beat out Tom Sewell, but hey, we got this week and a half, why not? I like that, but that also reeks of hubris, number one. And secondly, you've got to sell that to your fan base. Hey, we had Mike Shanahan in here. We had four other guys whose names you've heard over and over, but we went and hired a defensive line that you've heard of maybe once a year through the press. (laughs) Well, 
check out his mustache. That'll sell some tickets. He can turn Thrilling. perceptions, but it's just it is on this. I mean, team. he's not as hot as Jim Harbaugh. I mean, <laughs> is that like ultimately isn't this what it's about? Looks. <laughs> All that it's matters. All that matters is what he does the first two months of next year. They're six and two. Everyone loves them. They're you know three and five. Everyone hates them. Really, and a lot of it comes down to what Colin Ka- Kaepernick does with his Kurt Warner, uh, his, his uh, training session, and if he can get back on track, and if that defense can get healthy uh, after all the injuries, they could still be very good next year. What Kaepernick does under Charlie Weiss or Rob Chudzinski? I don't know. <laughs> poor, Chud. poor Chud. I want Chud back Chud, in the world. Chud, Chud was uh, like a. Very popular coordinator type guy. Why is he such a bad hire? Chud's fine if they hire, if they hire Charlie Weiss. That's brutal. <laughs> Moving on. So that is the uh, that's the big news, and and we'll be tracking. There's some other stuff going on still shaking. We got the John Fox Chicago thing. What else is out there? What other jobs are open at this Atlanta. point? Atlanta. Atlanta's still out there. And, I think Quinn is being attached to that now. Yeah, the longer it goes on, the more it feels like they're just going to wait, which I like that. Like, yeah. if, if he's their guy, it's like, why, We're why the rush? We're about to go five for six on a where will they land post. Who's we? Mark Sessler. Well, no, but I, confer- no, I conferred <laughs> with, with Wes and Chris before. Wes and Chris. <laughs> well, it was essentially Wes and Chris. Dan's that was like, like what John Elway thanked himself at the Dan's beginning like, of his yeah, press Dan's like, yeah, that comments. sounds good. But no, but Dan had an input there to some degree. Good some, job. Some minor degree. Good. So <laughs> you, you stumble over your words and then bury me to get out of it. I see where we're going Listen, today. That's the only way I could get out of that situation. All right, let's get into the two games. Uh, this is championship weekend. We're almost there to the big game. And like we said, we'll be in Arizona all week. Even Greg. Greg is going to kiss his wife on the forehead and, and pat his little girl on her hair and then look at the baby and say, I'll be home, young one. And he's going to come with us to Arizona. You're making me sound like a monster or something. <laughs> he's a you monster. know, we got the mother-in-law in place for that time. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to take my paternity leave, uh, which is, you know, generously provided by the NFL and my boss and take it after the Super Bowl. All right, Man, I'm going to have another child. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Sounds good. So you can have your Odell Beckham period? That's right. <laughs> All right, let's start. Why don't we start with uh, – we'll go in uh, time order, and we'll start with a 3.05 p.m. kickoff, the Green Bay Packers at CenturyLink Field to face the Seattle Seahawks in uh, a matchup, I think, if you asked uh, the experts, quote-unquote experts, uh, I guess lump us in there, uh, before the season started, a lot of people would have said – or a lot of people are probably thinking Seahawks Packers had a shot at it. I went back and looked at her picks, by the way. Did you guys do that? Just no. No, I Kevin Kevin Patrick and I and Wes, I think, all had that as the NFC. I'm not sure about Wes. Do you remember what you had? No, I had the Saints. I had the oh, Saints. That's right. I forgot. About that. <laughs> Sorry to wow. cut you off, but yeah, I think Patrick and I had that. Someone had Patriots Colts. It's uh, we're good. All right, good. So the Green Bay Packers <laughs> and the Seattle Seahawks are facing off, and and I do remember. Uh, when I was in Seattle week one, we were on the phone after the game, and we talked about how that game could have decided who's going to host this game. And sure enough, here we are three months later. Seattle Ooh. has home field advantage in a just a, a huge matchup between two great teams. And I'll start with you, Mark. Uh, you are very concerned <laughs> that – are you okay, by the way, Mark? You're know, it's w- waving yourself like a southern belle in yeah, 1860. A little hot in the studio. I got the vapors. <laughs> Somebody give me lemonade. I think TD's trying to get back at me. <laughs> uh, you said, and I will turn down the I'll, – I'll find the thermostat after I ask you this question, all right. Mark. Press on. Uh, you worry about Aaron Rodgers' leg and whether that will decide this game, essentially. Well, I don't think I'm alone in that opinion. I mean, if we want to take a look at what happened – you know, for the majority, the first three quarters of that Dallas game, in the newsroom, 
Wes, who has got to be one of the biggest Aaron Rodgers guys out there, you were you were almost rooting for Green Bay not to win the game just because if this went into the Super Bowl and the NFC Championship, it's just a laydown scenario for whoever mm. they're playing. Lamb to the slaughter going against the Seahawks defense. I thought uh. that he improved. I mean, as Greg said before, he still ends up throwing for 300 yards because he's Aaron Rodgers. They won the game. We can they talk did. about the final box score, and we can talk about the final quarter and a half, but you cannot deny how Aaron Rodgers looked for the first two and a half quarters of that game. He, he won't be playing that defense this week. And he wasn't accurate, and that is the problem I don't think most people think about because not only does he lose the mobility, but that injury affects his mechanics, and if he's not accurate and he can't move, then that's a huge problem. And, and he did get away with it a little bit in that game, the way the end of that first half ended, and they picked up kind of a six-point swing, oh, yeah. and they won a game that they didn't necessarily look dominant in. But who knows? I, the way I look at it is like he could be a much better player for four quarters this week. Why not? Is there reason to believe, though, that the calf has even become marginally healthier because it was, what, a three-month injury the way? He said it was no different a couple days ago. I think the only, the only thing that would make it different is if he started warming up earlier and loosened up more quickly in the game or if whatever shots he's taken of Toradol or whatever painkiller – Muscle relaxer. <laughs> Dr. Wessling, they well, call him. Wow. Well, no, but those the, these are the common Yeah, elements, I mean, right? if <laughs> if he takes more shots, maybe he – I don't know. To me, I don't have any reason to believe he's going to be any different than he was last week. Yeah, and that – I mean, that's the biggest nightmare if you're a football fan is he's getting shot up by Tor Rodell and, and all these <laughs> other things. And <laughs> That's not a person. That's the actual medicine. Tori Lodell. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 you know, he shouldn't be playing on it, and it's like a Bud Kilmer varsity blues scenario. And the calf goes, and then all of a sudden you got Matt Flynn against the oh, Seattle no. defense. Oh, no. Matt Flynn revenge game. Did we think about that, though? He might no. be able to spin it once no, he gets No, the in worst there. situation wow. is Rodgers heroically on that calf, building a 30-7 to lead, then gets hurt. Oh. Matt Flynn nurses an eight-minute, you know, rest of the game and goes in as the Super Bowl starter. I <laughs> – <laughs> and people spent two weeks talking themselves into Matt Flynn in the Super Bowl. I, look, I think the Seahawks are better and they're home, so they should be the favorite. But I guess I have a problem with people not giving the rest of the Packers credit as a as a really good team. That the Eddie Lacy in this running attack has been one of the league's best down the stretch. I think the defense has been a little up and down this year. Ultimately, they held an awesome Cowboys offense to very little in the second half of that game. Uh, Julius Peppers playing better. Nick Perry's getting a pass rush. Rodgers needs his offensive line and everyone else to play their best. But when you look at that Packers roster, I don't see it as some roster that's way more inferior and less talented than the Seahawks. And well, go ahead, Wes. The Seahawks have the best defense of a generation, and the Packers have a middling defense. The Packers do have some talent with Clay Matthews and Julius Peppers, and they've got a pretty decent secondary, but they're facing the NFL's best defense for three straight years, and you've said it in the past. But They've they got don't... seven or eight guys who can take over a game on Seattle's defense. The Packers have two. The Packers don't have to face one of the greatest offenses, though, of the last three or four years or generations. They have to Neither face... Neither do the Seahawks. They well, have... Right. They have to face an offense that is sometimes is very good, and they've definitely been better down the stretch. But, you know, sometimes they're tied with Sean Hill going into the fourth quarter. Like, oh, how could they compete with a with a B-grade Aaron Rodgers? Like, Sean Hill could compete. From Different teams can angle, compete. Yes. Like, late in the season. And and the game last – even the game last weekend, while the Packers took care of business – I mean, excuse me, the Seahawks took care of business, 
Cam Newton, they moved the ball at times in that game. They they scored a couple touchdowns. They found ways to exploit that secondary, and, and not not a lot, but they did. So if Cam Newton and that, and that woeful pass attack in Carolina could do it, why can't uh, Aaron Rodgers do it? I don't, I don't want to overlook Seattle's ability on the ground, too, because they're running for 30 more yards per game than they were last year. Hmm. Marshawn Lynch, who everyone wants to run out of town after this season, is on fire. I mean – this is the 23rd run defense we're talking about. And DeMarco Murray and the Cowboys got yardage on the ground. They went in and did what they wanted to do for most of that game when they wanted to run the ball. And I, I think Seattle, they don't need to go out and throw for 250, 300 yards if things go, go, go according here's, to script here. Here's the question I have for you guys. Because they, they replayed that week one game on NFL Network this week, and I was watching it, and I, my heart was really, uh, you know, I want to go with the Packers. And I'm watching that game, and I saw how, how thoroughly uh, Seattle beat them in that game. How different are the Packers now than then, uh, which would explain why this game would work out differently for them? Well, they've got Eddie Lacy playing at a much higher level, the offensive line playing at a higher level. And you've got Devontae Adams playing instead of Jared Boykin, who was a zero in the season opener when they sacrificed him to Richard Sherman. <laughs> that was weird. Right. This is, a, this is a Packers team that scored seven points in Detroit two weeks after that. And a team that was trailing the Jets at home. So I think the team is different. They tried some funky defenses out in that game. Dom Capers brought out this, I forget what he called it. Some some plan where Clay Matthews was on the outside and it was a totally different formation in terms of how they lined up 3-4-4-3. Three, four, four, three. And that formation was gone by the middle of the season because he tried it. It didn't work. It's like teams adjust during the season. I do think this is a much better Packers team. And this now. is a team that last year didn't have Randall Cobb for a big chunk of the year. And in the opening game, what, Lacey had 34 yards. And wasn't he got himself. concussed. He was yeah. out. I mean, he if he if Lacey is only running for eight less yards per game this season than Lynch, I mean, he's he's been great. I mean, will he be able to do it against this defense? I'm not sure about that. Other fun subplot of this game, you mentioned it with uh, Boykin West. They never threw at uh, Richard Sherman once, and that became a kind of a major talking point coming out of that game. That wow, if Aaron Rodgers is afraid to throw at Richard Sherman, uh, everyone's going to be that way. It didn't end up that way exactly, but I'm curious how their game plan changes mm-hmm. now. And uh, they asked that, of course, during Championship Wednesday on NFL Network. They asked Aaron Rodgers, are you going to you know, go towards Sherman? He said, you know, I'm gonna, are you, you going to keep it in the middle? He's like, I'm going to keep it in the middle, or I'm going to go to the left. If there's someone open to the left and someone <laughs> to the right, I'll go to someone on the right. So he did the Aaron Rodgers aloof you know, playboy move, which is fine. Uh, I imagine, I imagine, though, imagine that, Dan's hands shaking in the air as he <laughs> makes the word aloof. <laughs> I, I do. I imagine that because I, I Rogers is a charismatic guy. I think he's going to make a point of it to try to throw at Sherman and make mm. some plays and see what happens. But who knows? Here's an incredibly misleading stat. Just looking at the Seahawks schedule. If you really want to feel good as a Packers fan, Seahawks haven't beaten a winning team with their starting quarterback in the lineup since week three against the Broncos and Peyton Manning. So you're saying some of their total dominance is at least based on I said they played in- lousy opponents. I said it's incredibly misleading. It's not totally <laughs> misleading. If if some other team didn't face a high-level quarterback for two months, I mean, we would mention it. That's, Why not? They haven't. Who's the best quarterback they faced? Colin Kaepernick? Oof. Mark Sanchez? <laughs> I don't uh, know. Drew Stanton? You're right. It's a It was an amazing little run they got on of – so that's Joe bag of bananas, as you would say. It's misleading, but it's. I think you're right. It's a very fair point to make that they've had a better defense statistically over the last two months than they did last season. But 
that's feasting on some really poor competition. I mean, does Cam Newton count there? Yes, Cam Newton is the best quarterback they they faced in that run. It's not a great passing they attack him twice or anything. In that run. Right. Michael Bennett uh, said yesterday that he believes the Seahawks D is the best of the era. And it's hard to deny it. And that's the case if you're really going to sell the Seahawks beyond the Aaron Rodgers stuff uh, and that they might just be a better team pound for pound, that playing in their building with a potentially historic defense, it's just hard to imagine them not taking care of business. Um, and on that note, fellas. But they were one play away from it last how week. How long is an era? Uh, it is seven years exactly. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> when does it start or end? What when do you mean? You don't Michael think Bennett, it's been... Does Michael Bennett remember the 2000 Ravens? I would say this defense is collectively better oh. over multiple seasons, but when does an era end? I would say license? 2000 is a different era than yeah, maybe a decade. Ten years or so. Well, 2004 is when all of the passing stats started to inf- inflate, so maybe that's the beginning of a different and era. And I, I do think it's already time to put them with the best defenses of any era because they've done it for three straight years. I count the year – that they lost uh, in the second round of the playoffs because their defense really wasn't any worse that year than well, it was. At the- a time when players are shuffling from team to team at rapid pace, where that wasn't the case in 1964 or whatever. And in the most offensive-friendly era in history. It's kind of what Pedro was doing in 99, that type of thing, where it was just like this awesome, uh, you know, a Red Sox fan shooting his arms in the air. Come on. Let's not get too crazy, Red Well, wow, that was like the b- most fun player to watch of all, all right. time. I he like might have been shooting his like hands in the air because he's a new dad. You don't know why he was doing <laughs> that. Uh, but no, Pedro, what made him so special beyond anything else is that he was dominant in an era when everybody was jacked up on steroids and hitting 50 homers a year. Seahawks are similar in that way. Gentlemen, it's time. It's time to make our picks. And uh, Mark, I know sometimes when we throw it to you to make your pick, you're not ready. But I think today you are. You have that glow to you. Well, you know, I was tasked with writing the preview yesterday, and I picked Seattle 33, Packers 20. Mm. And I don't have a problem with that. Who is? Give us one player that will just pop out of nowhere in this game. Pop and play, we call it. <laughs> I think Sponsored pop by out TD of Ameritrade. nowhere. Well, maybe not out of nowhere. How about just someone to watch? Max Unger picks up a fumble <laughs> and runs 56 yards with it for a touchdown. I just like it when Sessler gets random, but I guess I was asking for it. <laughs> all right. 33. Anyway, the Sessler of all Sesslers, it feels more alive than ever. Ever the Peyton Manning thing is scary right now. You guys probably talked about it. We yesterday. did. We, you you were Sorry. right. We did. Actually, no. We talked about it a lot in the Lost show. Oh, yeah. Um, and then we didn't really touch on it too much, but we did touch on it a little bit yesterday. Sessler with the call of the century, potentially, that might retire the entire industry of the predictions. Well, I'm going to have Sessler invest all my child's uh, money for the rest of his life. <laughs> Let's if see this if, it goes, happens if this first. happens. <laughs> all right. Chris the Wesley. The of the lost show just continues to grow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could just sell everything happened in that show. Who's, who would ever know? All right, here we go. Chris Wessling, your pick. I feel like I made all my points heavily on the side of the Seahawks, but then Greg kind of gave me the old Sean Hill factor, and Ooh. the Seahawks keep it close through three quarters. They struggle quite a bit, and if they keep it close against Sean Hill, I don't know. I kind of want to see Aaron Rodgers play at a higher level than he did last week. I'll make this a close one. Seahawks 24, Packers 21. Mm. Juicy. And who is your popping player? Luke Wilson, Seahawks tight end. I like that. He might be their number one receiver at this point. It's ridiculous. Um, I will 
Wait, actually, go to you, Greg, because I'm not sure what we might have something cooking here. What do you mean something? We cooking? could have a hero pick at play. I don't know what your pick is. You do have a hero pick. Oh, because I'm going to well, take the Seahawks. Well, we don't know Seahawks. what Pat's pick, but sure. We do. I, he's oh. made it during the show. I gave him a text. He has chosen the Seahawks. I am going to choose the Seahawks. I was making the case for the P- Packers partly because you know you guys were going hard on the Seahawks. I do think it'll you were be a... going with the Skip Bayless. No, blueprint. I no I fully expect it to be a great game. Why would it not be a great game? Aaron Rodgers. Why would Randall Cobb and Jordy Nelson? You know not play a little better this week. Jordy Nelson's coming off a very poor game. I think if you just look at the talent, and I do include the defense in that, I think the Packers are as talented as any team in the league. They might be the second best team in the league. They just happen to have to go to Seattle, and we should be treated to a great NFC championship like last year. I mean, people act like Seattle can't lose at home in a big spot. They were, they were an inch away from losing. I mean, they made the play, but it's not like they're undefeated. You know, they can't be beaten. I'll go no, they're close. 21-17. And who's your popping player? Uh, <laughs> presented by Pop Rocks. K.J. Wright. He had okay. a bad game last week. Yeah, but he's just someone no one ever notices. And yeah. he's just I feel like every one of these Seahawks defenders gets to have one playoff game where suddenly they're the mm. superstar. So K.J. Wright's do. Like it. Defend your hero. We, we talked about uh, this, this Packers a team, and I, I've talked all week about how I see them a little bit as a, of a team as, of destiny. So I think that this is the game where they get revenge. And, and I'm always hoping, Wes, I'm trying to will it to happen because I love Aaron Rodgers, and I would. this feels to me right that he's going to get this done, and he's got every, everything's working against him. But maybe he's Rocky in Rocky Four, and he's on Christmas Day in, in Russia, and uh, he'll never be the same after the game. I don't know. But I, I just think they're going to steal this game and it's going to be seen as the great moment of his career to the point where beating uh, Billy Belichick and Tom Brady will almost be an afterthought because this will be oh, such a classic break. Oh, yeah, game. winning the Super Bowl is an afterthought. This will be a 23-20 win for the Packers. And uh, impact player, besides Aaron Rodgers, who will be heroic, Clay Matthews, I think, mm-hmm. who was who all over the place. I don't know if he had like a big stat day, stat day uh, last week. He overran a lot of plays. He was in the mix a lot, He and it seemed like he was just missing plays. I think – He's going to get and make at least one huge play, cause a turnover that helps swing the game. I think Dan Snakebit. I'm sorry to say it. I just feel that you're going to go 0-2 in the conference championship round. Well, Perhaps. I, I hope. Wouldn't you rather cover the Packers in the Super Bowl? I know that's not how we should pick games. Yes, yes it is. But wouldn't that is what I would like to do is <laughs> yeah. to see the Packers. No. Do you guys agree? I don't yes. agree at you all. You don't. Okay. I'm glad you went with Rocky Ford, Dan, because Rodgers mm. cannot chase chickens with his injured calf, but he can, like, raise up railroad ties over his head. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he could scale a mountaintop if they shoot up enough Toradol into his Toradol. leg. Toradol. <laughs> uh, all right. Those are, so those are our picks. One pick for the Packers, three for the Seahawks to get back to the Super Bowl, and, his, and that would be the first team of team returned to the Super Bowl since your Patriots. In the mid-2000s, right? They're already the first team since 05 to even win a playoff game, which is outrageous. It's an mm. outrageous stat. All right, so let's now move to the other side. This game uh, kicks off, gentlemen, at 6.40 Eastern time. It is Gregory's – excuse me, Greg uh, with two Gs. <laughs> I got a lot of support, by the way, from a few Twitter followers that have the double G at the end, that they felt my pain and they were glad I stuck up for it. So mm. thank Sorry you. you had thank to go you. through that. Didn't yeah. feel I wasn't attacking your name. I just it was simply an error. Uh, I forgot <laughs> that it was not Gregory. Uh, but the New England Patriots, they are in their building once again. The ninth AFC Championship game in the Brady Belichick era, 
and the only team standing in the in their way, another trip to the Super Bowl, the Indianapolis Colts, who of course had uh, had a big, huge win, upset win over the Denver Broncos, knocking off Peyton Manning. So now the Colts get a chance to knock off Peyton Manning and Tom Brady in back-to-back weeks. That hasn't happened since the 2010 Jets, Greg. Got the Jets in there. We're alive somehow. <laughs> Relevant. Um, so she here we go. That right in there. So here we go. The big matchup: Luck versus Brady, Colts versus Patriots. Greg, you get us going on this one. I went back and I watched the Colts, you know, Broncos game, and the more I watched, I wanted to give a lot of credit to their offensive line, especially Anthony Costanzo, who had a dominant hey, game. Hey, Tony Costanzo, I mean, good they, to see you. They ran behind him. They left him against Ware one-on-one the whole game, and he was great. And they have a guy, Joe Wrights, at, hey, right, Wrights. at right tackle, who's going up against Von Miller. It's just you would think they're going to lose these matchups. And the more I watched the game, the less impressed I was with the offensive line, especially everyone to the right of Costanzo. And the more impressed I was with Andrew Luck. It doesn't matter. There was pressure on Andrew Luck. He just reacts to it so fast and makes a great play anyways that I don't know if he's the best to do it that I've ever seen, but he's the best to do it since early Tom Brady, and he's so much more athletic. It's just impossible to get this guy down. I love the run, the touchdown run that got called back by Andrew Luck. Yeah. And there's a good reason right there why Belichick called him basically a six receiver that you have to cover out on the field. I mean, this guy, come on. <laughs> what are you talking about There's here? a hot take. You think New England's going to win this game? There's, your, there's a you quote are, for your email, You think New TD. England's going to win this game? I am sorry, Greg. Wait, let me, write, let me write that down. Mark Sessler, Andrew Luck. This guy, come on. Listen, <laughs> I think that, that everyone so knows. You have to fair yourself. This guy is what he's doing. He is mowing down legendary quarterbacks week after week. It was Peyton Manning. Can't take you it was, can't take you it was Tom Manning. Brady. It was Andy Dalton. All right. The trifecta. <laughs> Why are you tri- so much more hot uh, than the rest of us? I don't know, because there's a light. I'm looking up at a light that is burning on my I face. I have turned the thermostat down it's to this. 43. There, uh, I'm trying yeah, to I will to take help a photo you. for the listeners at home of this light that is staring into my face. The entire, why is it on? Why do we need it? It All is right. burning into my skin. All right. <laughs> Get this back on track. Chris Wesling, uh, your, your first thoughts about this game. Andrew Luck has been excellent. Greg's right. 16 hurries last week, according to Pro Football Focus. Not a single sack. The Colts are playing offense differently than they did during the season. They're going with more three tight end sets to help with protection. And Luck is taking a lot more short passes to Boom Heron and the tight ends to keep the the pass rush honest. He's done an excellent job. So I think that the offense is just kind of different than it was during the season. He, he's maturing, and you mentioned it in the video we did for NFL Now, what to watch for this weekend. You guys can check out in our folder on NFL Now. Whoa, and nice. and you, you said they're designing quick throws, but sometimes they're designing deep throws, and he's not forcing it anymore. There were two plays that really stuck out to me last week where that happened. One of them was the flea flicker, which 
Boom Heron didn't really sell for long enough, so none of the Broncos fell for it at all. They sent two guys deep, including Hilton, and it was covered well. And Luck just sat there forever, and it seems like such oh. an unluck thing to do. And he just took Dwayne Allen for five yards, he, and he kept the drive going. That was going. one of my favorite plays in the game because a lot of other young quarterbacks would have thrown a pick on that thing. Yeah, they like Andrew Luck usually, thing. or last year maybe. That's the patented Matt Schaub check down on a flea flicker. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it was smart in this case. Like, I thought he just took the cons- – he took whatever yards were available to him. He, he was. And there was another touchdown drive in the second half early where he had a uh, – I think it was a second and long. And, again, they had dialed up a couple deep shots, and he didn't take it. And he took four yards to set up third and four, and they get the third and four, and then they go on to a touchdown. So that's that's kind of the maturation of a young quarterback who is used to being more of a gunslinger. All of the numbers are working in the Patriots' favor here. Mark mentioned all the quarterbacks that Luck is beating. He beat two quarterbacks who have combined for 13 one-and-outs in postseason. And Dalton and Manning, now he gets... (laughs) Well, with Dalton, I was being... There was an element of sarcasm in my mention of Dalton. (laughs) Absolutely, and I get that. But now he's facing a guy who is making his ninth appearance in the AFC Championship game. That's a little bit different. The Patriots are 60-7. and in Tom Brady's last 67 home starts. He also has the best winning percentage in NFL history in games under 40 degrees, 865 winning percentage. All of the numbers, and then you 48 to 22 is the average Patriots to Colts score in the last three games since Luck was drafted. Hmm. They've run over, they've had two of the most impressive rushing games of the last half decade have been the Patriots against the Colts in the last two times they've played I them. think with Indianapolis, it's like we talked about them as they aren't a good team, we said, for weeks and weeks, right? There's just things about them that make them not a complete team, not as complete as any of the other three teams this week. But I kind of think sometimes with the playoffs and with the way it works with momentum and a quarterback like Luck that I just don't really care. Right. I, I just don't care. It's like you can throw anything you want at me. I think Indianapolis wins this game. Well, they're playing like a great defense. They're, the Broncos, I know. How many points they, did the Patriots give up last week? Right, exactly. The I Patriots mean, are coming great? off a game where they really didn't look good, where they had to dip into every bag of trick possible. If if another team had won that game, it don't, people probably wouldn't have given them that much credit. They would say, "Oh, they almost they almost lucked into that. They have their you know running wide receiver throwing touchdown passes, and they got four offensive linemen." I look at it as a Patriots fan, like maybe Tom Brady can play a little looser. With that out of the way, because he's been a little tight sometimes in these early early playoff games. I think he didn't. He re- was psychotic at the at that in the, <laughs> in the Ravens game. Dan and I were watching that. Am I mean I'm wrong? Yeah, he was a little overly intense. They and, asked him about that yesterday, and he said that's yeah, you know, just who he is. But it never affects him when he's in the pocket in the uh, huddle. But or he didn't play like well in the first half. No, and he didn't really have a great game. I would say he had a good game, you know, a solid game with a good with a great great finish. And I, I'll say this, as far as that game goes, I mean, it's always going to be a dogfight with the Ravens and Patriots in the playoffs. We see that all the time. It's over. And, and, the, and the big thing with, that you were worried about, Greg, and that's why when we were talking about peeing your pants and, and the potential for urination in your underpants, uh, we had mentioned that the offense scared you. But there they go. They pile up a good amount of points in this game, and they get better as the game goes along. So that you, you don't have to worry about them being in a funk offensively anymore. Um, I just love them playing in this building, and I, I think I think Andrew Luck is playing at s- uh, such a high level that would I be shocked if he's like the guy, the magic carpet ride guy that goes into the Super Bowl? No, I wouldn't be shocked. 
But uh, I'm not go- I'm not betting against Brady. Not at this stage of his career. Not the way how much he wants it. How much his team uh, seems primed, and they have they win the coach battle easily too. Come on, Billy Belichick's involved. I don't know if I'll call it a sassler. <laughs> well done. <laughs> but I'm starting to get very fascinated with this Colts team. The more I watch him play, I'm starting to develop a feeling that they might just knock off the Patriots in this oh, game. Yeah. I like what's Wait a going second. on. So you might switch. Well, are you going to take him? Well, he's well, got well, about well, a couple more minutes. Yeah, got, right. got like five minutes. more minutes. Okay, that's fair. But when you that's see it? guys like Hakeem Nix making plays like he did with the Giants, you see Kobe Fleener becoming a different player, Dante Moncrief making plays. How about Corey Redding? He was dominant last week. I mean, he was the best he's defensive. He's had a really good year. He was the best defensive player on the field in a monster game was Corey well, Redding and Vontae Davis, the two of them. I don't know if our listeners know about Jonathan Newsom, rookie fifth rounder, second in the NFL among rookies in sacks this year and made a huge play against the Broncos last week. This guy's been making plays for the last month. By the way, how many teams in the last five, ten years have gone into the Super Bowl with defenses ranked 25th or worst? But hmm. super hot offenses. The Giants did that. The Packers did that at one point. I'm just not really overly concerned with Indianapolis, where they rank defensively and well, all the I, statistics. I don't. I don't think they're the defi- figures and They numbers. ranked above the Patriots. They, I don't think the defense is going to win them this game, though. I, I just don't see the Patriots being held down. Who's covering Gronk? Landry? I mean, give me a break. Uh, I think they're going. They've shown that they can run the ball on the Colts. Chat, like even the Broncos, they pushed Chapman out of the way very easily in that game, and they ran up the gut very well. I'm sure the Patriots saw that. They ran at them. I think the Patriots are going to score a lot of points. I think if the Colts are going to win this game, it's by scoring 38 points, and and I think they're capable of doing that. Just one thing though. I'll, again, we a week ago we were saying the same thing about Denver's offense against Indy's defense. I'm just right, I but just, we've seen the Patriots drop 40 that, on them. We've seen the this. Patriots drop 38 on the Ravens, a, a very good defense last week. So I, I just think the Colts' route to win is by getting T.Y. Hilton behind defense. They couldn't do it last time. Kyle Arrington took T.Y. Hilton out of the game, which is bizarre. They didn't have Revis on. As a Patriots fan, is there not some nervousness about dealing with Andrew Luck versus anyone else in this spot? Uh oh, it's time to do it. Pee pants scale. <laughs> Greg Rosenthal, <laughs> here we are. Welcome to the P-Pants scale with Greg Rosenthal, father of two, Los Angeles. Greg, one to ten. One, aviators on, pop the collar of your leather jacket, hop on your Harley, and ride to the beach. Ten, underpants. I got to be honest. I mean, I'm flying high. Maybe it's I just can't believe anything bad could happen on the week that Walker Rosenthal arrives Ooh, in the world. I just think I like that. I'm confident. I'm feeling good. I, I like three, that. maybe. Wow. So you were, I believe, a six with the Ravens, so a a three. And I like the, the, yeah, the sun, the Walker move. I like that. And you're going to pick against the Patriots, Walker Rosenthal in the mix? You're basically picking against my son. Well, I don't like the way you frame the narrative where I'm sort of betraying the Rosenthal family. (laughs) That's not how this is going. You know what? It's like Animal House. I'm not going to sit here and let you insult America. I'm just being honest. I mean, you look at this Colts team, I mean – as a team to get into the AFC Championship, you have if you were on the other side, if the Browns were facing the Colts, you would you would at least pick out their weaknesses. I mean, luck is worrisome, but I would never happen. I counter that at least they have a secondary and they have very athletic guys rushing luck. So if anyone's going to somehow take down luck, it's going to be Chandler Jones or Dante Hightower or Jamie Collins, three of the most athletic guys you can find. Or none of them. 
And your boy, Wes, by the way, we should talk about Danny Amendola because he's coming <laughs> off. It's not in the stable of boys. He's not. He's Come almost on. there. No. He's knocking on the Come door on. now. No. He's, he's on the line with the, the heart, bouncer. The heart wants what the heart wants. <laughs> when Amendola's making a play, Chris Wessling likes up like a Christmas I, tree. Is Amendola riding a golden-haired horse towards the stable of boys? <laughs> he might be <laughs> heading there. He is, but the stable door's locked. To Danny owned. Look, I just feel like he's gotten a raw deal from Patriots fans who will not admit that he basically had 100 yards and 10 catches in his first game ever with the Patriots, then had a torn groin. You're not going to be the same player. He has been a huge factor in two big Patriots wins. He, w- he was monstrous in the game against the Jets that clinched home field, and he was huge last week. The play he made on third and six is one of the most memorable plays of that game that he was fighting for first round and set up the game winner. And if you and we've heard for years that that Brady hasn't had a lot of weapons, but Gronk is the best tight end maybe ever, as we've said. Not maybe. Edel, Edelman <laughs> is uh, you know a great little receiver that had a hundred <laughs> catches almost uh, missed the last receiver. two games. LaFell. And Randall Fell makes plays, and now if if, if uh, Amendola is making some plays, all of a sudden there's a lot of guys to have to worry about if you're uh, the Colts defense. By the way, I'd put Vontae Davis on Gronk. That is a that would be mm. interesting, and it would make a, a lot of sense. Maybe they will do that. I I'm interested to watch how they call this game because the Colts got away with a lot of holding on the Broncos last week. I and like, I like that. I don't mind them playing physical. The Patriots wrote the book on holding and playing physical in the pay- playoffs, but it's two secondaries that like to get up that's you know, who the in Colts your face. corners are. Right. That's Greg Toller. I mean, Greg Toller got away with a bunch of holds that didn't get I'd called. like to see Vontae Davis bumping Gronk at the line of scrimmage. Woo! Anger the Gronk man. You can use a linebacker to bump him at the line of scrimmage, then put Davis on him. All right. Here we go. It's time. I'd use a taser. <laughs> Get End this thing early. Didn't get away with that? Taser. Well, you no, you take the worst <laughs> guy on the you. team. Take the worst guy on the team. Taser the hell out of right. Gronk. He gets tossed. Right. And you know, Pagano, I I don't ex- I don't believe in that method. I don't know where that came from. I mean, it's basically out of the, the back page of the Belichick handbook. Put him on the commissioner's exempt list. That yes. guy's out of here. Let Huey play for a game. Remember that Huey guy they have? Trent Richardson. <laughs> no, get one of uh get one of the Ventrone brothers. Get, That's true. Bring him back. Get have, a Ventrone brother, tase him. Have T-Rich active just for one play, the Taze play. <laughs> what the hell's going on out here? <laughs> All right, here we go. It's time to make our picks for the game, and we'll start with Mark, who we already – what was that quote again from earlier? Uh, we already know it. You're going to go with the Mark Colts. Sessler. Wait, tell us. Yeah. I mean, come on. Andrew Luck. Come on. <laughs> Sell it one more time, Mark, with Listen, the final score. It's not always overly complex. It's simple. Andrew Luck is on it. Absolute chain towards the Super Bowl, thirty-five <laughs> to twenty-six. Thirty-five, twenty-six. Thirty-five, twenty-six. I like that. I and who is you your? Yeah, twenty-six is a tough number to get to, but you could do it. Who is your? What was our phrase? Popping player. It's a team effort. I'm not picking one person. This is they're all going to come together and hoist that <laughs> AFC Championship trophy in the middle of Gillette Stadium. What a cop out! Come on, give me somebody. No. <laughs> All right, here we go. Wes. You know, I, I wrote up the preview for this, and I have Patriots 30-24 to 24 winning. I'm switching. I'm on Mark's Andrew Luck chain to success. <laughs> I'm going 33-30 Colts. Oh Popping player, Hakeem Nix. And Ugh. the fallout Ooh. from this game is that Walker Rosenthal ends up being a Colts fan. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's, wow. That's just hateful. 
Well, the other fallout is that uh, Dickie Ventrone is going to face criminal charges <laughs> when he does the Gronk. But uh, also, the Browns also trade both first-round picks and next year's first for Tom Brady. <laughs> uh, all right, let's 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 get back to sanity. The Patriots going to win at home in the AFC title game against the Colts team that they're better than, and they're going to do it because they're the Patriots. And you know what else? They, this is a classic Belichick move that we're going to see. What was the rushing breakdown of this last week, the last game they had? I think their leading rusher had seven yards. Yeah, Something absurd like this. The whole they game. had 14, which was less than half of the lowest previous total in playoff history. Okay, this is going to be the game where LeGarrette Blunt gets 24 carries or 113 yards and three touchdowns. They're going to lean on the running game. They're going to go over 200 yards rushing. That's how they're going to beat the Colts, and they advance easily. Hmm. 30 last year's to 14. Colts team, buddy. That was last year's That's Colts team. That's what Blunt did last year. <laughs> 30 to 14. Look ahead. I'm looking ahead. He's not going to have five touchdowns or whatever madness he had that game, but they're going to lean harder than run, and it's going to catch the Colts off balance. The peace scale is low. My, my respect for the Colts is high. I do think people forget these last two Colts games were one-score games going into the fourth quarter, and the Patriots do what they've done well at Foxborough, which is finished. So I see a similar type of game where I'm sweating it out. Maybe there's a few trickles early, but then they do win mm-hmm. 31-17. 31-17. Pop and player. Luck to 17 points. Huh? Sure, why not? Get, mm. get, get some turnovers. That's not respect. Pop and player. It's going to be it's gonna be a close <laughs> game. Uh, the pop and You're player. You're pop and player, damn it. <laughs> Does Chandler Jones work? I feel like he's he All had right. a better game than he I pops. thought last week. All right. He gets a couple sacks, big game. And I'm on the side of Walker Rosenthal, so I'm feeling pretty good. That's all I'm going to say. Mm. He's got the mojo. He's a, hap- he's a happy little guy. Enemies of progeny, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's your fantasy team. That's my rap group. <laughs> all right. That's it. That is the preview. So uh, we will see what happens next. We will be back on Sunday night. It will be uh, – We'll be our no. It won't be our last pod before we go to Arizona, but it will be the last pod from the studio in the in the 2014 studio, uh, season on a Sunday. Anyway, uh, we will be back on Sunday night to recap these games and uh, dig in real deep. And TD, you're excited about this. We're near the end of the tunnel now. The the chain. We're at the end of the chain almost. To borrow Sessler's. Of course, I'm excited. I Although I'm going to be in the Super Bowl, it should be a fun game. I'm expecting. Thanks for asking for my picks, by the way. I'm expecting Seahawks oh, and yeah. uh, <laughs> Colts in this one. Oh, Seahawks! Yeah. Another uh, I, I vote feel, against. Right, Walker. I feel even better. Good luck yeah. with that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, when are we going to settle up the Calvin Johnson uh, sandwich uh, <laughs> proposition? It's coming. I mean, come on, guys. Injuries, you know. It, it is what it is. Injuries. You know? That's funny. It's only injuries. That's all it is. Okay. Like, that's right, Z Drizzle. Yeah. What? stupid all right that's it let's go let's get out of here this is dan hansis signing off for quiet storm the mailman the boss and td behind the glass and z jersel yeah quite a hype man back there (laughs) i kind of like that uh we will be back on sunday night so make sure you listen thank you You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 
37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.